0: Welcome to Reverse Psychology, the Frasier Rewatch podcast where we go backwards through every episode of the show. Tonight, we're covering Season 10, Episode 20, Farewell, Nervosa, which originally aired on April 22nd, 2003. Is this the last time Frasier and the gang hang out at Nervosa? Obviously not. I'm your host, Curtis Sheck. Joining me as always, it's our resident upside downer, Ryan Sansone.
1: Farewell to Nervosa and farewell to our sanity, Curtis. This one's going to be a good one.
0: Also with us today, our barista,
2: it's Bradley Kirkston. Thank you. Barista is a word I can pronounce. The name of this episode is not a word I can pronounce,
0: so <laughs> it's going to be great. It's also inaccurate.
1: Could you imagine Brad having to make you coffee? That'd be the worst case scenario for me. I don't think you know anything about coffee.
2: Well, first off, America runs on Duncan, so does Bradley Kirkston. So I okay. get coffee every morning. I love coffee. As a
1: barista, that you can't go over to Duncan and just say whatever the person ordered. And you have to make the coffee yourself.
2: I'm getting there. This is a very long way of saying... I 100% agree with you. I'd be a terrible barista.
0: <laughs> I don't know what the coffee would taste like, but I'm convinced it would be gritty somehow.
2: I would throw in like I don't like
1: stuff. the use of throw in this early. That's a concern. Yeah.
2: It would be like it would be like 10% coffee beans. 15% lima beans.
1: Lima beans? What? 10% love. In the brewing process? Are you just going to chuck them in at the end? What do you mean?
2: Uh, you know, it's it's like a salad. You just mix it all together and then you... No, I,
1: I do not know what you mean. Uh, you put a little pumpkin spice, a little peppermint spice. That makes way more sense.
2: Both
0: at the same time?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Pumpkin, peppermint. And then,
2: you, <laughs> and then you, you top it off with special secret ingredients.
0: I'm going to need you... And I think uh, the FDA is also going to need you to inform us about what those ingredients are yeah
2: it depends on the day so like mondays it's
1: rice flour oh you mean the
0: literal day of the week
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah yeah tuesday the special ingredient could be barley
1: could be that's a disturbing yeah don't love that used to could be don't love the plan for the record but don't love the could be either
2: wednesday spice
1: it up a little bit cat food Oh. What? That's a weird use of spice. You put actual spices in there. Not If I was a barista, I would just keep people on their toes. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. You would get less business than uh, Mrs. Daphne. Whose name i don't know
2: Gertrude. i know that had nothing to do with this episode but you started saying mrs i really thought you were gonna say doubtfire and i was like well, that's very random
1: i don't know was there like a mrs doubtfire 2 back in the coffee shop or something i don't
2: oh that would be great there were talks about doing a mrs doubtfire and the actor you know died
1: they did do mrs doubtfire they did they filmed that no mrs doubtfire 2 <laughs> he didn't die right away i mean they had time
2: well it took 45 years to do another top gun this is true yeah, yeah. Concede. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you for always being on my side and being such a strong supporter <laughs> of the Bradley Kirkston universe. universe
1: <laughs> Somebody's going to support your mess. Yeah, we know. We know. Curtis. No,
0: no, that, that is not a necessary thing. That is not a correct use of the word necessary.
1: <laughs> uh, we let the viewers decide on the show. Cart. I know you always like discussing things. Did you imagine making three thousand dollars a year? Like, we, imagine if this podcast got so successful that we made three k. And we could just spend it on whatever we want.
0: What is the $3,000 a reference to? That's how much he spends on coffee every year. Oh, I see, I see, I see. First off, is that that much money? I didn't even think
2: there was that much money on coffee. $3,000? Oh, 2003.
1: Yes. I know for a fact you don't spend $3,000 on coffee a year. Let
2: me do the math right now. I spend <laughs> yes, $2.96 a day. Really? Times 7 Is that real?
1: Times 52
2: I a $1000 what yeah my cup of coffee at Dunkin' Donuts, a large coffee with taxes—two 2.97 or 6 2.96 How much did that come out to? I know you don't know how to do math but $1077.44
1: Wow. So imagine getting 3 of those at that. Yeah, I guess when you think of it like that it probably is a lot of money. Now imagine if we made that much what would you do with it? How would you spend well, your 3k? Why
2: do you keep saying it like that? You know all of us do make more than $3000
1: a year. We could get mics. We could we could replace Brad for the, we replace brad
2: for the record yeah with an ai um for the record if if
1: this podcast made three dollars we'd be happy yeah yes yeah. sponsor or support us on sponsor us and then support us on patreon if we ever make one of those
0: i'll tell you what email us at reverse psychpod at gmail.com to let us know you're willing to put money into a patreon and then we'll just set one up for you
1: spitballing it right now i think for like the five dollar thing I would make a grilled cheese version of any picture you send in.
2: And for any donation, if you're a female
1: and someone attracted to me, I will go on a date with you. Or you could spend $10 to not go on a date with Brad.
0: I want to back up to the first one. Ryan, you are going to make a picture out of a grilled cheese? What, what were yeah, you going yeah. to do?
1: Well, I, it would be sort of like grilled cheese. Eatable art. That's kind of my yeah. specialty. So, like, you send a picture, and I would I would grill up a grilled cheese that looks like that picture, and then I would eat it, and I would, I guess, film it for you.
2: Yeah, Curtis, has he never done this for you?
1: Yeah, have I never done that for you? <laughs> He's done so little for me.
2: He did one of me staring in the abyss.
1: Yeah, which is most of Brad's photo. If you've ever seen Brad uh, in picture form, that is what you generally look like. Correct uh yeah and for ten dollars i'll do like a 3d version of whatever picture you send in like i'll just imagine it was 3d for you
2: and also to all the audience members if you would to just dm me directly to set up a date i'm actually okay with that too you don't even have to pay me
1: uh <laughs> wow what a what a deal you don't have to pay brad to date him yes i'm pretty sure i just called myself least. a prostitute <laughs> on uh a podcast so no you said that. you don't have to be a prostitute <laughs> <laughs> i think that's very kind of you i can't believe the ladies haven't already dm'd you
0: We open with a plane flying over Seattle. At Fraser's work, we meet Avery, the bastard accountant. He is there to warn frazier of his dire finances and meet julia boom
2: he's a, he has a job he's working
1: do we start the episode like in the middle of an ad read it's such a weird start talking about trauma into band-aid trips yeah i think he's doing a spot for band-aids medicated. i think it's
0: worse than that i don't think he's doing a, a paid ad i think he's just bragging about how much he likes his, his band-aid well first off they're medicated
2: band-aid trips which i was not 100 sure what that meant
0: i think it's just like neosporin pre-applied to the Fair enough. Fair enough. But
1: so you don't you don't think it was an ad read? <laughs> you think it, he's just super? He got really distracted about what was on his finger. Yeah, huh. it fits. But like, man, that makes him an even worse radio host than we expected.
0: There's a reason his show is dying.
1: <laughs> okay, so then we finally meet Avery. Yeah, this is really exciting. I mean, the, I I didn't really think we'd meet him. I wasn't sure either. What do you mean you weren't sure? <laughs> well, I, um, so <laughs> what do Avery. You mean? <laughs>
2: Avery was played by the actor John Hanna.
1: Love that guy. I don't know if you guys have seen Agents of Shield season four.
2: No, that has to be another way. Yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff. There's a lot of actors in this episode that have been in a bunch of stuff. I was going to
0: say, Brad, you better get ready because this is an episode full of, of of actors. They usually are, Kurt. They usually are.
2: So this brings up our conversation that we were talking about in the last, like, every episode. Does Frazier actually have money? Turns out his spending is out of control.
1: That's impossible. I- I'm very prudent.
0: Then what about this $9,000 caviar bill for last month? And what's with you and wine? I had to take on an associate just to go through your sherry receipts. I think it's interesting that his spending is out of control, which totally tracks, but there are some articles out there about like, how could Frazier afford his lifestyle? And they were looking at things like, I think they said the average radio host would have earned $65,000 a year. The idea that he's like constantly Mr. Fancy Pants on his just radio salary is
1: possibly unlike... What did it say about top-of-the-line psychiatry radio? Did it that? that or are we talking morning zoo prices
0: do we know that he's top of the line is that
1: confirmed i don't is there any other one it's between him and like what's that lady dear dear sally or some crap. no
2: but she was she was national he's just local in seattle and to, topeka
0: kansas he doesn't even have spokane anymore spokane that's what it was yeah. <laughs> and by the way spokane is in washington it's not that far from seattle it's not like he was reaching across the country
1: i did not i don't know what spokane it sounded like a midwest city to be honest
0: no it's literally probably like a few hours from seattle
2: correct next time we go to seattle we'll drive to spokane
1: okay great
0: We'll fly into seattle rent a car and just go straight to spokane yeah we'll
2: do it we'll do a live podcast recording in spokane
1: from our, from our hotels we have, we have a big market <laughs>
0: there <laughs> if we uh just charge three thousand dollars per ticket we're bound to get at least one person to bite right <laughs> we don't need we don't need volume is what i'm saying we just need we need to be the boutique podcast that instead of having lots of listeners who pay a little bit of money we just need one whale who's going to fund the whole thing julia's back and she is mean delightfully mean in this one i thought yeah she's making fun of fraser hey everybody i'm a
1: pathetic loser show is over my listeners are not pathetic losers i wasn't referring to your listeners but this is another one where it's just like why why would you have ever tried to date her fraser this is this is a bad look on julia top to bottom we start out again with her making fun of his profession that first time we we see her she she goes off on their profession, and Niles is appalled. It's like there's a long history of this at at their place of work.
2: Again, I don't mean to defend Fraser, but you asked why he would date her. I'm pretty sure out of the three of us, I'm the one that's as desperate as Fraser is. I would totally date someone that was mean to me for no reason.
0: True. Yeah, that I may mean, actually yeah. benefit you it might be good for you
2: yeah i feel like fraser and i both can
1: relate to that like who cares at this point well and you always try to date uh people that have dated your accountant
0: oh for sure you know with julia i wasn't really paying that much attention to how uh incompatible she might be with fraser i was more interested in the fact that apparently she wrote a book called practical applications of echo econometrics econometrics
1: it was so boring, I stopped listening. So good on you for paying attention.
0: And apparently, it's popular enough that Avery, a, a person who's just randomly meeting her, like not only knows the book, loves the book, but recognizes her name and that she is the author of the book. So that whoa. is that is whoa, whoa, quite whoa. a feat.
2: I don't know about that. Like, if you're like, if you have a profession and you read the book, like, you know authors. Like, I've read a bunch of camp director books. Like, so I know some of the famous camp directors that have written. Give us
0: a give us a famous camp director book writer.
2: Um. Oh God, what's the guy? I've heard him talk a thousand times. What's his name? Crap.
1: Is it the guy who wrote Good Night Moon? Is that what we mean by camp?
2: Michael Brandwine. Michael Brandwine. He's from Chicago.
1: Yeah, you just made that up. I did not. Famous camp director Michael Brandwine. Check him out everywhere that. uh, I don't know is it books sounds like a guy that might make pamphlets
0: but mm-hmm. my, my, my point <laughs> is we've already found out that she was in the midst of building like some fancy software program she apparently wrote a book but she's on the, we find out later in this episode she was on the board of a bank everything we know about her is that she is incredibly successful and I'm just wondering why is she at this podunk radio station with Fraser? like she is way out of that radio stations league, I think
1: she's trying to make that 65k, Kurt. She's, try, she's trying to up her coffee budget. She just really likes Seattle, she loves Seattle. How much do you guys wish you were so rich you had a Sherry accountant? How great would that be?
2: I mean, I would love to know how much he actually spent on Sherry. That's that sounds pretty
0: awesome. Well, I was gonna say, I don't know, I don't even know if you need to be rich because I'm it's not clear that Frazier is. You just need to spend a lot of money. You can do that, you're afraid yeah, to that's do that. True.
1: Okay, spend you money you don't make, have on Sherry. You still have to make. Or at least be approved to spend a lot of money. Enough that you have your own accountant.
0: You get, you get like a home equity get loan. A,
1: get a sherry line.
0: You go to the bank. What do you need this for? Improvements on the house? Or, no, no, no.
1: Lifestyle improvements bank.
0: <laughs> I'm building a sherry wine cellar.
1: I'm trying to up my game. What is the other thing? He doesn't have a
0: bunch of sherry on hand
1: either. I <laughs> think it's... He only gets it from the, I think, the fridge. I don't know.
0: They always go to that little shelving unit near the kitchen, but not in the kitchen. Correct.
1: Either way, the whole thing's not devoted to Sherry yet. It doesn't seem like.
0: No, it's mostly African artists. <laughs> right.
1: So it means that they're not only buying a lot of Sherry and knocking it down like daily, weekly, some really impressive rate. Also, like he has other wine, like he has other alcohols in his apartment.
0: <laughs> Daphne is also finally at work. She announces she will soon be evaluated. Frazier panics about his finances and runs off to Nervosa.
1: So Daphne is working. Man, you want to talk about someone else working. Holy hell. This is a great thing. Daphne working this late into the into the career. This is so weird. We've hit on this a little bit, but like she's been married to Niles, I I think if memory serves, for like maybe six years at this point, maybe five. But it's been a while, right? And she is still working on her husband's dad. Very confusing seems like he's rich. I don't think she needs to be working.
0: First of all, I, I, I think even if she, he is rich, I, I think if she wants to work, she can. You wouldn't want to work on Marty. If, if she's been working that long for him, if it's necessarily that she would want to stop working for him but maybe uh there's a conflict of interest in being related to the person she's giving care to i don't know
1: you think for fun she rehabs her her father-in-law
0: i'm not saying it's fun but is it fun to do it for anyone like why would she want to move on like that's why what I would it bad. be
1: just don't do that go pick up some terrible hobby or some crap these are people that can spend three thousand dollars on coffee a year you have to assume the niles is also dropping that much I think he drops more. He might drop more. He might drop
2: 4K. Also, can we point out the fact that he goes to the coffee shop every day, but also ordered a new espresso machine from Italy?
1: Frasier did, yeah. Yeah, yeah Fraser,
2: yeah. I, I'm sure that was not cheap.
1: And I, I love that he has to wait on the cups before he can use the espresso machine. Correct. Because <laughs> well, you need espresso cups to be able to use it properly. He ordered a new espresso machine, right? Like You have to kind of assume he already had one. That's true. That's a good point. But he also had to get the matching cups. You know, magic cups.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm a man who drinks wine out of a mug. So I I don't know if I'm the right person to ask that question.
1: Yeah. And I think you would try espresso out of a a mug and be like, this is disgusting.
0: I I I would try to find something vaguely appropriate. So I'd like drink the espresso out of like a shot glass.
1: And you'd be like, I can't believe people drink this. I just shot my espresso and I feel horrible. I do like Frasier realizing he's in a money pinch. It's like, oh, I know where I can save.
2: Oh, I've just had
1: a cost saving idea. Daphne, you're a family now, and yet I still pay your full price for dad's therapy.
2: She gave him a really funny look, though. Like he knew. Yeah, she did.
1: He
0: backed down immediately, yeah.
1: Yep. All right, I'll keep thinking. Off I go.
0: I also love the first thing he does when he walks in is just go, why are all these lights on? Like, yeah, that's, that's the problem. <laughs> Not the coffees, it's the lights.
1: <laughs> oh, I didn't pick up on that. That's really funny.
0: One of the most memorable lines to me from this series that I, I just, I, I remembered for a very long time is... The situation isn't dire, but it, it could become serious if I don't change my ways. That doesn't sound too tough. You gotta get
2: balcony seats at the opera.
1: And stop throwing away your chain. Oh, that was one time! <laughs>
0: and if you'd seen that cashier's fingernails, you'd have done the same thing! Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> I just did it one time. So funny. Niles convinces Fraser to let the help worry about money for him, returning Frasier to carefree spending. Money problem solved. Now for the real life story, Elvis Costello plays Nervosa and annoys Fraser out of his regular haunt.
2: Wow, way to steal my role. <laughs>
0: oh, my.
2: So they're in the coffee shop.
0: Which, what's, what's the name called? of that
2: again, Brad? Uh, oh, um, it is called. You can do that. Take yourself bro. up. Take yourself you up. Yes. This. All
1: right. You you got this, buddy. We, we all believe in you.
2: In you. Nervosa. What is happening? We're on Nervosa. The same page. Nervosa.
1: Nervosa. Yeah, yeah, just do it with that weird West Coast <laughs> accent. <laughs> It'll be fine. You can just do yeah. that the rest of the whole time. We have Great. how many more episodes, Kurt? Uh, One hundred and fifty-four. More than that.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um. So so they're in reverse. Always more than you think. Let's put yeah. sort it of that way. <laughs> We're still over the 200 mark. Always take the over. They're in Nervosa.
1: um, Nervosa.
2: And and Fraser is, you know, worrying about his money. And Niles is such a good supportive brother.
0: This really, truly fascinated me. So Niles is insisting that Fraser not freak out, which telling him not to panic is one thing. But he's like, no, no, like, like, go ahead, spend your money. Like, spend all the money. The accountant is there to solve your money problems. Apparently he didn't get the part where the accountant gave him advice to stop spending money. Like that is, yeah. what is it, it's funny that
1: the the very first thing they do is go to the coffee shop. Like that is a thing that was explicitly called out. The only way you could be doing this worse is if you were drinking sherry at the coffee shop.
0: Well, he needs his coffee.
1: <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> that's that's what we do the rest of the episode, so it must be true.
0: But I just love that this is the end of that plot. Like the plot of him having money problems is never mentioned again in the rest of the series. That was the end of it. Niles telling uh-huh. him, just don't think about it anymore.
1: Well, he fired his accountant, so he freed up <laughs> a lot of funds. <laughs> this, is a weird, this is a weird scene, top to bottom. If you see someone playing, and you're at like your local haunt, you're super comfortable. I don't care how many times I've been to a place, would you feel comfortable saying that the entertainment can't play here? Like, what a, what a maneuver.
0: Yeah, the first stroke of an electric guitar from it's immediate. The-
2: from Ben, from Ben, played by American music—not American, played by musician
1: Elvis Costello, who I thought was a radio guy. So this was surprising for me.
0: Yeah. So he he strums once on his guitar, and he Frazier leaps out of his chair, runs over, and unplugs the amp. Yeah, that's yeah.
1: <laughs> and then talks like he's the mayor of Seattle. He's just like, "I know what everyone here wants because I want it." Stop. <laughs>
0: You have perfect perfectly encapsulated Frazier's character in one sentence. I know what everyone wants because I want it. <laughs> I
1: genuinely can't picture myself doing that. I would have a hard time doing that in my own house if someone like like I didn't tell someone they could play their music. It would take a lot of effort for me to be like, stop it.
2: <laughs> he does it in such a disrespectful way. He's lucky Ben doesn't really care.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I think I think the balls get even worse because It starts with him just demanding somebody stop playing on his own whim and insisting he knows what everybody else wants. But then he says to the owner, Maureen Nervosa. Maureen Ponderosa.
2: I like to be comfy and current.
0: He tells her what she should do And he apparently, after all these years and and being such a loyal customer, has never met her, didn't know she was the owner, had no idea who she was.
1: Correct. And she is played
2: by actress Amy Hill. It flips, though,
1: because she's like, I don't give a fuck who you are. Yo, Maureen. Ponderosa.
2: I'm gonna go make us fish sticks.
1: He and his family are definitely keeping you in business. You should really rethink this. You shouldn't hire his mother-in-law. Like, that's crazy as hell. But you probably should, like, at least consider his thoughts. He's... Spending a lot of money there.
0: He doesn't give a fuck about his
1: $3,000. Yeah, not even a little bit. Like, what is... Go- I know that Seattle's famous for coffee, but like, what the... F- you're not even bad at an eye. You're clearly your number one customer. He's buying three coffees a day there.
0: Every time we're there, it's a full coffee shop. They're, they're never slow with business. So... I don't think she needs it. I think she's doing just fine.
1: You wouldn't bat an eye though, like you're clearly number one customer. She doesn't know who he is.
0: She must know who he is. She's got, she's got a Fraser column on her her accounting spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah.
1: The Fraser funds must be a significant chunk of their business. I don't care how how busy it looks all the time.
0: I mean, I agree he's spending a crazy amount for one man. I can't imagine one person being that important. You need like such volume for a store like that, that one person by themselves is not going to matter nearly as much as the masses. And the masses are against Racher. The masses are all like, no, let him play.
1: Well, so let's let's flip and talk about that too. Because when you're at a coffee shop, I, that's not usually like concert corner. True. Really wild that everyone's like, oh, fuck yeah. I came here for coffee, but Elvis Costello's here? Like, let's go. I would probably be like, yo, I came here to talk. I don't know what this is. This isn't a bar.
0: Do you think that math would change if instead of making Elvis Costello a guy playing a character named Ben, like if Elvis Costello actually himself had a residency at this random coffee shop in Seattle, that would be like enough to be like, yeah, that's the moneymaker for sure.
1: I don't know. You'd have to be like very famous for me to like be not even like mad. Like I think if T-Swift was there and they're just like, oh, she's just going to play here now. I think I'd still be like, are we sure? Is this the venue? I didn't sign up for this. I just want a coffee.
0: I think she's too big. I think that would draw crowds that would be annoying. I think you need to be somewhere in Elvis (laughs) Costello's lane to be like enough of a draw, but also not that big of a deal.
2: I I can't imagine anybody I'd be excited
0: to see in a coffee shop or something like that, so. We get our first title card. Three days and five coffee shops later, Frazier announces himself to a disinterested barista. Julia shows up to mock Frazier and make out with Avery.
2: This scene really made me mad because if I had the opportunity to interview coffee shops, I'd be so much happier than Fraser and Niles. And instead, they they took it as such a chore and that really made me mad, that really grinded my gears, that really got me going.
0: I had a hard time following anything you said after coffee, like you're from Coffee Talk. Welcome to Coffee Talk. Cool. We'll talk. No big whoops. (laughs) He
1: he runs on Duncan. America runs on Duncan. It does feel like five coffee shops isn't that much. I don't... know. I would like to have seen what the first five were that leads you to the beanbag one later but I don't know I also wouldn't be so disturbed no like oh I'm checking out a new coffee shop this is fine
2: Um, before I forget Steve the barista is played by American actor, Kevin Daniels.
1: Do you mean heart of the show, Steve? Fucking yeah. Oh my God. Steve. Steve
0: was a dynamo.
1: We need Steve energy way more. It seems like this is probably the last time we see him because they introduce each other.
0: I feel like Steve is so special because he reacts to Fraser the way the world would. Yeah. His just flat disinterest in anything Fraser has to say is just exactly what I've been thinking the entire series.
1: It's perfectly fine when we first have the interaction. The Every time I open my heart, I was just like, oh.
0: Thank you, Steve. I'm sorry to have to
1: tell you this, but I'm afraid my brother and I will not be the everyday stalwarts I had predicted we'd be.
0: Damn. Every time I open my heart.
1: National treasure. Oh, treasures yeah. Eve. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah,
0: that line delightful.
2: Julia comes in, and Julia has one of my favorite lines of the series. Who's
1: this, your stunt double? Oh, this is my brother, Niles. Niles, I'd like you to meet my colleague... Julia Wilcox. Goodbye, Fraser. Goodbye, Emergency, Fraser. Oh, like that him. was really fucking funny. Because this is this is her meeting of Niles, which is really confusing for the Upside Down. It's brilliant all the way through, but it is weird. It, it's still really hard to nail down how long we're going to have to suffer, Julia. Yeah, all of the storylines are tied up with her right now. The next time we meet her could be the first time she shows up, or we could have her for like seven more times because of how this fucking show works. By
0: oh, the way, while we are announcing lines we really liked, I really enjoyed. <laughs> (laughs) found a way to bring the charm of an airport to a midtown location yes
1: i did like that (laughs) there are much worse places to drink your coffee than an airport
0: like a duncan for instance is this where
1: is this where he starts laying out their seats is it this restaurant
0: oh that was so wild to me yeah he says this will be our regular table and that will be our backup regular table (laughs) just find a seat man like what are you doing
1: super bonkers behavior because he really chooses the one right in the dead center of the, yeah, of the coffee Yeah, I found shop. that odd. Horrible pick. You could literally couldn't do worse.
0: No. But I guess he just wanted to be close to Steve.
1: Yeah, you know what? I'm
2: sold. Uh, What I thought was weird is they go to all these coffee shops and never talk about the actual quality of the
1: coffee. That's important. Yeah, that definitely seems like secondary at best.
0: If if they were going to Nervosa for all those years because it's the best coffee in town, I don't think a little music would have scared them away. But it's clearly the ambiance that they're looking for. Interesting. How about
2: the end of the scene? We get a real uh, shocker.
0: Yeah, Avery is making out with a man we know is married.
1: Oh, I was just to say, I wrote Fraser getting weird with napkins, and I couldn't remember what that meant. <laughs> That's what
0: that meant. He comes back for napkins, which is when he notices that Avery is just in a coffee shop, straight up making out with a man, which move happens all the time.
1: Which, whatever. But his, uh, this is the same town where just concerts bust out at nine a.m. at a coffee shop. So apparently, it's like the hit anything place. goes. But it is, as always, Fraser's ability to handle a regular object really strange. And honestly, the reaction's super strange. Like he spends extra time blocking his vision instead of just leaving. Yeah, fun but weird.
0: Is that how you tell people about Fraser? Is that how you describe it?
1: Uh, you know, honestly, I should really start. It's far more accurate and helpful than I would have guessed before we started this venture.
0: Not a bad way to describe our podcast either. Yeah. Fraser seeks Martin's advice on the affair and gets a lecture on basketball traveling instead.
1: Spoiler alert, Marty. The travel rule will never be followed in the NBA. (laughs) <laughs> it gets so, so much worse.
2: You stole my thing. I was going to talk first. And I agree with Marty 100%. They need to be taking care of that travel rule more. They do it all the time in the NBA. It makes me very, very mad. When I start my own basketball league, we're going to call traveling fouls.
1: That's not interesting. When you say you were going to talk first, why didn't you?
0: I just want you to put you on notice, Ryan, because Brad did clearly sign up for first on this round. <laughs> and you uh, you jumped in anyway. So just be mindful of a spreadsheet. That's all I Is ask. Is that
1: what you put in the notes? I should really check these things things out marty could care less
2: about
0: fraser in this scene which i thought was awesome i feel like this has got to endear marty to you i know you have traditionally not liked marty but i feel like this steve-like disinterest in Frazier, i feel like it's got to be something that you can champion well
1: i will say this is the the best he does uh giving Frazier advice by just electing (laughs) to ignore what he's saying. If if we would have had this kind of directorship, the last season would have been such a nightmare. So yeah, I, I think I would... It's annoying that it took him 10 seasons to interject with his own thoughts. I'll tell you that much. I don't think that we're going to see that every episode. But yes, of course I liked it. I, I think everybody should stop Frazier with whatever steam he's got going and tell them about the NBA. I would love that.
0: Maybe the most mid-2000s scene yet. Frazier is mathing his way to understand coffee cup sizes and sitting on beanbag chairs.
1: This is actually one of the funnier jokes that they've they've landed so far. I think coffee sizes are fucking absurd, and they they capture it really nicely.
0: What size would you like? I think a large. I'm afraid we don't have large, sir. We have piccolo, macho, mucho, and mucho macho. Can I please see the actor that played the barista? Big one. Matt
1: Is he is he famous?
0: So Matt Besser is along with Amy Poehler and a couple other people, I'm forgetting the names oh, of He is a guy. I he's didn't from the he unit he's a co-founder of the U- Upright Citizens Brigade. So very influential comedian of the last 20 years. I didn't recognize him one bit.
2: And he played on Parks and Rec, he played uh what's his douche?
0: No, nope. You're thinking of <laughs> it's not the same
1: guy at all.
2: <laughs> no, he's the second guy. He's the second guy in there. Oh
1: yeah, he, I'm stop, sorry,
0: you're right. Stop. arguing with me. I know what I'm
1: talking about. Yeah, he knows what he's talking about.
0: Well, you said the douche. The douche is, uh, what's his name? Not what I said. The douche is Nick Kroll. You didn't mention the name of... I said the other guy in the douche.
1: Fairness, your mic kind of cut out, so it was hard. It sounded like you just said he was the douche.
0: Yeah. Ira in the douche. Can't
1: believe you didn't remember Ira. What a a memorable name.
0: (laughs) I do think it's a well-performed scene, and you're right, like, the coffee cup size thing is a genuinely stupid thing, but it just felt so warmed. over. Over to me like the the joke of trying to figure out the coffee cup sizes it just feels to me very like a bad comedian's you know punchline from 20 years ago
1: <laughs> it feels like a 20 year old joke before starbucks was fucking everywhere yeah fair enough
0: i
2: did like the concept of making Fraser sit in a bean bag to drink coffee oh my god
1: that that annoyed me so bad why did it annoy you not the plot point but like if you went into a restaurant and they're like all we have for seating is bean bags
0: i think i would love it i would
1: like my money back immediately
0: i was annoyed i recently went to a restaurant for brunch and we walk in and they seem very confused that somebody wanted to eat at their restaurant and I was <laughs> like, can we have a table for two and they're like um do you have a reservation now bear in mind there's like I don't know, a dozen tables and like two of them full. I'm like, do you have a reservation? I was like, no. And they're like, okay, um, let me ask the other guy. He might know where you could sit. <laughs> so they go <laughs> find somebody else and come back. And the guy's like, um, yeah. And he's still, he feels, he seems like he's really concerned about how he's gonna squeeze us in. And he's like, <laughs> um, and you don't have a reservation. He's like, no, we don't have a reservation. And he goes, okay, um, you could sit, um, I guess at any of the high tops in the center. I'm like, okay, sure. Any of. But he sits us down, and then it was a terrible meal and terrible service, so I get why they were (laughs) confused somebody would have walked in. That's
1: pretty funny. Maybe it's a drug front, and you were interrupting the deal.
0: Oh, you know what? I think we we did that later, because we we walked to this other little shop that was like a plant store. Like, it just looked like a woman's living room with a, a little too many plants. Like, I could not make sense of how that shot makes any money and when my boyfriend tried to um, ask her a question about a plant she seemed confused and uh told him no there's nothing here for you
1: you might be in the wrong part of town man
0: (laughs) <laughs> marty lays it on thick trying to compliment daphne for her evaluator lois griffin but therapy shouldn't be fun so everyone gets a turn inflicting pain on him
2: the actress's name is alex borstein so it could
0: try i mean she is lois griffin i know but did you wait did you think i thought that was her real name
1: <laughs> no she's miss mazel's uh agent she yes, is miss mazel's agent wrong.
2: and she was on the television show mad tv
1: all right so anyway, so annoyed with Marty being a ham at the start of this. Week. I was way more annoyed than Daphne was. And she was pretty annoyed.
0: He was extremely annoying. Tell me if this is why you felt this way. Because to me, it's not that he was complimenting her so much. It's that he was being so obvious that yep. he was laying it on thick. He, he wasn't like giving a genuine, oh, she's a really good, you know, therapist. It was more like overselling it to the point where she would have seen right through it and known it was fake.
1: Yeah, when he was a cop, I don't think he was an undercover agent.
0: So I, as the scene continues, he tries to tell Daphne, "No, no, no, don't, don't worry. I know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm really gonna sell this for you." And then the evaluator's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! If he's having this much fun, you're not doing your job. Let me show you how it's done." And she just really causes him so much pain. And then is like, "Daphne, can you do this?" And Daphne is so excited to inflict pain on this old man.
2: I just thought this whole scene was so weird. It was so weird. What
1: well, it did it did beg a question? Like, you've been working on him for ten years. Have you have you not been doing your job right? Like maybe you you clearly should be going harder on him if that's the case he's clearly not gotten much better
0: this is not the first time that that has been called into question julia in a few episodes is going to say uh if you've had the same therapist for 10 years and you still got that cane you should fire her ass
1: (laughs) yeah we hadn't really seen her work before but now it's like oh yeah maybe is that that might be the real real deal here. Julia might have been dead on.
0: She usually is. She's not sugarcoating anything, which makes her very mean. But she's also mostly right. She's very rarely wrong.
1: Yeah, true. Did you guys like the weird joke?
2: Susie got stuck in the laundry chute again. Oh, poor thing. How old is she? What's the difference? After tomorrow, she's not our nanny anymore. I.
1: That was that weird. One, that so one like how could a nanny possibly get herself stuck in a clothing shoot multiple times
0: right well and and the, the joke is you're expecting that the child got stuck but it's the right. nanny and the way she plays it so straight like oh yeah i'm gonna fire my nanny because this is ridiculous like you should be much more like okay guys i know i just met you but you're not gonna believe this
1: yeah it would be hilarious do you think it's happened to her for multiple nannies
0: maybe their like
1: clothing shoot is actually weirdly large and people think it's a slide but then they get like halfway down and get stuck
0: i mean we had a laundry shoot and now i'm thinking back did i ever try to go down it like a slide (laughs) was ever small enough to do that i don't think i did but if i ever get a time machine i'm gonna go back to like like little kid (laughs) curtis and be like hey I got an idea. Hear me out.
1: I don't know. Little kid Curtis was pretty dumb. you think he would have figured it out. If he could have got in there, he would have. When I was a little older, we moved. And that house had a laundry chute. It was... Incredible, but like it was high up on the wall. I don't think you could have got in there very easily.
2: The house you moved to have a lo- had a laundry chute.
1: Yeah, so like I was I was in like tenth grade when I got a laundry chute, and you didn't fit. I was living in the basement, so it was hard to it was hard to go all the way up to the top to use the laundry chute.
2: I'm also pretty confident when I say both Curtis and I have been to the house you're describing.
1: Yes, that's the only house you guys have been to.
2: Don't say it's the only house you've ever been to. It's the only house of yours we've ever been to.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know how you guys are normally homeless, but that one time <laughs> I let you guys sleep at my parents' house. <laughs>
0: Yeah,
2: you, you said it in a very weird way. I want the audience to know both Curtis and I have been to other houses.
0: Well, I, I am a little offended because I have been to the house, and you didn't show me the cool slide that you've got in that house. Like, what the fuck?
1: It was, it's one of those things we want to let our guests, like, find it themselves, get stuck themselves. I have met your brother. He never got stuck in it? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Never once.
0: He just, he just made it all the way through. He didn't get stuck.
1: <laughs> you really, I mean, you really can't. That's my point. It's kind of like, it's pretty small. It's high on the wall. Those sentences rhyme, so do some of that. I was going to say,
0: keep rhyming.
1: <laughs> and that is all.
0: Oh, pretty good. It's a very long fall. Niles has chosen to perform with Ben and gets really into it. He runs off when Frazier turns up. Fraser thinks the next song will answer his moral quandary, but a string pops so no dice.
2: Yeah. Niles is Niles is great in this scene. I also liked it because his dance moves which is
0: how Curtis dances. Where do you think yeah. I learned how to dance?
1: <laughs> yeah. It was like straight up of Curtis. And I was like, Oh wow. Okay. So I would say this is like the big comedy scene for yeah. this episode. And it yeah. is absurd. Love, love the way that Niles starts out real tepid on the, on the shaker. And then I, everyone on the planet knew he was going to get super into it, but it was, Absolutely. it was pretty rewarding.
0: Well, I think you've commented before on the, physical acting of David Hyde Pierce. And I think it, mm-hmm. it, it, this, he slowly gets into it. Wouldn't really be funny at all. If not for the just strangeness of that man's ability to move <laughs> his body in a way that is hilarious and very in character. Yeah. Yeah. It,
1: it didn't feel fake at all. It's not surprising that two episodes from now, he's going to get caught up in a gun
0: thing. <laughs> <laughs> he's like terrified to be caught by Fraser for breaking their, their pact to boycott Nervosa. But also, Fraser shows up, so he's also breaking the pact. So where is the quarrel?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I also don't really know why they both have to have the pact. Right. It doesn't feel like, feels like it could be a, a one-person boycott. Like, I've boycotted, boycotted Taco Bell. I never made you guys boycott it with me.
0: Fraser knows that $3,000 is not going to change anything. But the $10,000 combined, that might move <laughs> the needle. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that they need that Niles money to get Elvis Costello out of there.
0: But keep in mind Fraser walked in there,
1: so he would've he would have back That kinda of dressed, right? I forget what he said, but It wasn't a good excuse. No, well, how could it be? Obviously he was there to get coffee. I didn't like how caught up Fraser got in the song. Like this weird coffee shop songs to gonna... me really solve my exact situation get out of here fresh in the song what happened i have to think all the way through it Eh uh, i knew a guy who had to wandering eye. yes yes we know that part yeah. what next he, he, he met a lady he told her a lot right right and uh, then chorus repeat chorus uh, <laughs> yeah, but, 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 and how did it
2: end why does he need advice from a coffee shop for lounge from a song I'm from the singer.
0: I think this the singer does introduce the song by going on and on about describing exactly the situation that Frazier is in with the cheating. It, it makes sense that he would get drawn in a little bit. Part that I can't understand is instead of just going to the man and saying, hey, I'm in a similar situation. I, I, know, you, I know you're I know string popped. I know you can't sing the song, but like, can you tell me what you did? And instead, he's like... Sing the song. Tell me the song. What happens in the song? It's like, the song's not the answer. Like, the guy introduced it like it was a real thing that happened. I think you could just talk to him like a person instead of asking him to dance like a monkey.
1: I did like that the guy couldn't remember the song.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: Just "Just tell me me the end, and he does shout the last line. That was kind of fun.
0: Elvis Costello does a much better job than Dr. Phil as a non-actor showing up on this show.
1: And better than Marty. Maybe replace him. I don't know. Just some ideas.
0: Frazier confronts Avery, but Julia comes out of the closet on the affair. No one wants your help, Fraser.
1: Guys, I've been to this office. I've seen huh? this place. I've walked these halls.
0: And it turns out that wasn't a random joke. She, she said in the last episode that she was in that she had hidden in that closet before. And we actually see that happen in this episode. It's wild. I was actually yeah.
1: impressed. I'm impressed by the writers that they actually remember that. I think the payoff works much better in reverse. Curtis, reason for that podcast.
0: Yeah. Book it. We're constantly finding reasons for this podcast.
1: Tell the times. Julia's a real piece of work. A real piece of work. Go on. If you're even if you're having an affair, like to just come out and just state that to your coworker, just awkward as hell.
2: Avery doesn't care about any of this.
1: I mean, I think he cares that he's the affair part of the affair.
2: You think so? I just think he likes that he's hooking up with Julia.
1: He seemed a little detached, but
0: he knows that Julia knows, right? He so don't... he's not worried that Julia's gonna find out that he's married, but. He's not at all concerned that Frazier is going to tattle tale to his wife.
1: Who we know that Frazier knows. Julia sucks. <laughs> it feels like every time we see her, she gets worse. So like when we first meet her, she's just going to be an absolute monster. And also we've yet to see a reason why Roz would really hate her.
2: Well, I, I will say Julia does seem a little sad when Avery gets the phone call from his wife at the that picks it up. Like you can tell she's a little
0: bummed. Yes. Out you can yeah. you can see that uh she while she plays like she is fully aware and fully happy that yeah. she's dating a married man, that does bother her.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't pick up on that at all. I mean, I was mostly focused on the fact that Fraser is going to date this monster of a human, but I I didn't notice.
2: It was like a solid minute that Fraser left, and the two of them were still
0: talking. So fair enough. Ben has quit singing because Julia got him a job at a bank. Nervosa is back on the table, boys.
2: Okay, so you haven't had me say nervosa in uh, a little nervosa. God damn it. Ner, ner, <laughs> I was trying to say it fast and quick. Nervosa. Yep.
1: Go slow and painful. Let's do it. <laughs>
2: okay, here we go. Nor, not. God damn it. What just happened? Joe? Nor, nervosa, nervosa. I got it. Uh, Nervosa.
0: I'm slightly worried at this point that people listening to this and thinking you're putting on a bit or you're really laying it on thick that you can't pronounce this basic word that you've I'm said bad. before many times. I'm but bad. this is very real. This is happening.
2: Oh, this is completely happening. I, you're, you guys are lucky. I can pronounce your names. Um, right.
0: Mostly, you can't.
1: You haven't tried in a while. Are you sure you got them? Give us a shot. Let's see what you can do. Ryan and Seabags. Good enough. Ryan
2: and Cis Yes. Uh, I don't know what that was. I don't know what joke I was trying to make there.
1: I think that might have been a hate crime. <laughs> was that a joke? I think that was uh that was a misprint. <laughs> Well, if I take his first letter and his last two, that's a way to call people's
0: names,
2: <laughs> Ryan. If you were confused about Julia, how about, how does this scene make you feel about Julia?
1: Well, can you can you, oh you warm me God. up to the
0: scene a little bit? Frazier kind of puts together that Julia went out of her way to get Ben the singer a job so that oh. he would leave Nervosa and Fraser could have his coffee shop back.
1: Yeah, I didn't really get this maneuver at all for a lot of reasons.
0: Oh and no, see fraser took it as either you know she, she respects him or she's nice to him all it was and i i think mean, we can clear this up right now all that was was he showed up at her coffee shop and she really didn't want that to happen again i
1: think that the way to do that though would be to just hire that guy to the coffee shop with with steve like why would you why would you hire him for whatever job she had and also don't you think
2: uh miss nervosa did i get it right that time miss nervosa could, yeah, yeah. He- Maureen Nervosa? Yeah, Maureen Nervosa. Maureen Ponderosa. Could just hire another
0: singer? It did seem clear the way she said in an earlier scene, I choose Ben. It kind of seemed less like she wanted live music and more like she liked that guy. He was a friend or something, or she just enjoyed it.
1: You think she was trying to get it on with
0: him? Oh, uh, Maureen Nervosa trying to to get some. uh, Yeah, trying to become Mrs. Costello. Costello.
1: Yeah.
0: Ooh, I could see that.
1: He's got like a homeless chic to him. I think I could see it. Didn't like him all dressed up in a suit. Like, come on! This is, a, this is a performer here. Can't button him up in a suit.
0: Well, it was—I, I, I don't know. It was strange the way they went out of their way for him to give a weird take when he like calls Fraser's suit a cage, just to put him in a suit at the end. They're what are the uh, cheap jokes? They're, they're
1: just saying we could all be bought. That's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. You pick, you pick whatever thing that you hate the most. Like someone could buy you for a little too cheap.
0: I mean, you'd be shocked how low I would go for. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I think that's what we see out of the Ben character. He starts out very, very virtuoso and uh, he gets brought down at the end
0: so i've got a theory about julia in this scene what happens is she's sitting in her car waiting for fraser to show up so she can claim credit for getting better job because what the way she enters this scene is she walks in sets some money on the counter i think and then talks to fraser and then leaves she at no point gets a coffee at no point orders a coffee. (laughs) She is there. She a habit in these shows. She likes to enter rooms for no reason and then leave them. She's on the same coffee shop schedule
1: as Frazier, but you're right. She does that with every room. The only time she's hanging out in a room for a long time is if she's trying to get with a dude, preferably if they're married.
0: The only evidence we've seen at all anywhere that she might like Frasier in any way, shape, or form is that she's constantly finding him and just going into rooms where he is to talk to him and then leave. (laughs) It is effective though it does work well frazier plays this out with steve the barista getting hired at nervosa but insta quits when he sees frazier nile show up
2: great little bit great little bit in this scene
0: you can't do anything wrong steve
2: no it was so
1: so sad
0: it was sad it was bitter i mean you gotta love to see the return of steve but we could have him for the
1: whole last season i was delighted to see him genuinely yeah do you guys think that mrs daphne i think you called her gertrude or some crap Do you think she's hired at this point? Or is it Steve not getting the job that leads to her getting hired? I'm not sure we're ever going to get an answer to that question. So we'll see.
0: We know she was hired in the previous episode we watched with Dr. Phil. So either there is an episode to come where she gets... Started there, or they <laughs> just put her in an apron one episode and said, Let's just do this. Let's just have her randomly be an employee suddenly. Yeah.
1: Oh, but if she's recently been hired and Steve was about to get hired, like, are we just doing a major overhaul at Nervosa?
0: I mean, Maureen Nervosa, maybe like her dad died recently.
2: Dad died last year. Did he die? Car exhaust, yeah.
0: One of those.
1: His eyes were so yellow.
0: Okay. Oh, wow. Maureen Ponderosa. She just took over the business and she's trying to put her own stamp on the place. She does not seem like a shrewd businesswoman. Well, Brad, did you did you like this
2: episode? I'm I'm middle of the pack when it comes to this episode. Like I thought it was fun. I thought it was you know, there were some good jokes, but it wasn't great. It wasn't fantastic. So I'm gonna go with the very typical Bradley Kirkston score of a
1: B plus. Wait, that's wait, that's really high for you.
2: It's like middle of the pack for me.
1: Yeah, because you, you
0: grade on a curve. What, what, was, <laughs> what was the issue with you? Yeah, I mean my grade my grading system is very complex. Count- in all of season eleven, you never went lower than a C. Either season eleven is an above average season, or grade inflation. Well, if
1: we gave if we gave last episode a terrible C, what, how is this one a B plus? Like I
2: said about my grading system is through the is every couple episodes you'll learn more and more, and by uh, season one episode one, you'll totally understand my grading system.
0: But you're not going to give any illumination today.
2: <laughs> oh, today is what I'm going to say is like I said earlier, there were some funny parts. And there were some parts that weren't as funny. I thought it was. You can say that about like every episode. What <laughs> about this one in particular? So by the end, you guys would totally understand my great <laughs> I gotta hate you. Uh, no, you, you'll get it. Curtis, what do you have to say about this episode?
0: You're not gonna believe this. But Julia's back, and so is the lucky number seven. Oh, oh my God. Get
1: the fuck out of here. Are you doing a bet? This is a bad
0: idea. Mean, <laughs> it's really not a bad I re- I really, you really tried think to not. This is not the make seventh a-
1: best episode. I really have you tried. lost your goddamn mind.
0: Have you have you taken the time to compare the episodes? Because I have, and I kept trying to rank it lower, but I couldn't. I, I feel like of the Julia episodes, this is the best one so far.
2: I'll agree with him on that one. I,
0: so yeah, if I if I rank them all seven, I have to rank this seven. I
1: I think you've got like sunk cost fallacy there like okay what what's the current number eight now fathers
0: and sons the one that uh you guys didn't really like that much yeah
1: <laughs> you just i think you're just comparing it to fathers and sons i think you need to go back and raise some of the other ones up
0: i don't know i'm, lo- I'm i mean i'm looking but what's number what's number 10 the placeholder the end the the second an episode Technically, the first. You loved that one.
1: You must have liked it more than this episode.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I. (laughs) Well,
1: if I don't pay attention, it's seven. You give Brad a lot
0: of shit. All right. I will will take some time tomorrow to reevaluate all of my rankings. I'll I'll get back to you if I've, I've changed any sevens. Thank you. Ryan, go ahead.
1: You guys are way off. This was a terrible episode. This is, I'm Whoa. giving this. A, I think I think it's genuine generous to give this a five.
0: Okay, you are gonna have to explain that because I really thought this one was. Yeah, I thought it was a good one, not the best, but very very enjoyable. I liked it. Your peak
1: of this episode is the the Nile stance. It's it's pretty good as far as like the big comedy scenes. It's nowhere near Frazier's best swing, but it's pretty good. And the supporting stuff. I, had a, I the Marty bits are okay. Like. You know, Daphne doing work is really confusing, but it's fine. All of the coffee shop bits are okay. You've got much better versions of a lot of these things in other episodes. I don't know where you guys are coming in saying this is great or anywhere near good. We've seen much better work from pretty much every character across the board. Also, I think no Roz, right?
2: She was in a couple scenes, but she didn't do anything. This is why there's three opinions and three of us. We all come from different backgrounds that bring our unique personality to this to this ranking system
1: i guess also you guys are just big coffee shop fans i always forget about you too we are like holy shit seven scenes in a coffee shop let's go
0: So in this episode, we find out the naming of one of the coffee shops sizes, uh, one of them being Mucho Macho. And uh, last time we had a fun coffee name was the Macchiato Men, where we describe movies based on the title Macchiato Men. Well, today we're here to pitch some movie ideas based on the title Mucho Macho.
1: I want Brad to go first because I'm excited for Brad's and he always disappoints. So let's have him Mm, go first.
0: Okay. He's not good at things.
1: He's really bad at things. In a world where everyone is tiny, this one man brings
2: his intensity to the world. He will be the one who saves the day. He will be the one who makes America great. He will be the one that has all the answers to all our questions. They say he puts the macho in Mucho Macho, coming to a theater near you. The boss is back. We find out his true story because it's Mucho Macho, the story of Tony Danza.
0: Yeah, he's the
1: boss. I really thought that was going to be a Trump thing.
0: I really thought that you weren't going to have a plot at all. You weren't going to have anything. It was just going to be saying Lucha Macho a lot.
1: I don't think he had
0: a plot. Well, that's true. He didn't have a plot, but he at least had some kind of a punchline. Usually no. just fiddles uh, out. No,
2: no it's, it's Tony Danza saving the day. It's just
1: him. Saving his... what day?
2: The, 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 I think like... he said make
1: America great again. Well, is yeah, he going to be the Philadelphia field goal kicking phenomenon again?
2: Oh, too soon. Um, but no, there's like lots of issues in the world global warming, um, uh, the Republican Party, other things. And Tony Danza just saves us. He's the one who can fix it all because he's the boss.
0: Of what, though? What is he in charge of? Yeah, how's he going to fix America?
2: Well, because he's mucho macho. Mucho macho is a superhero. Duh. Oh, and
0: that's, that's oh, the I'm super. In. Yeah, that's the. <laughs> At super no hi- point did you make it clear this is a superhero movie.
1: <laughs> I thought we all were doing superhero movies. Much chance that your
0: trailer came off as a
1: as a superhero movie?
0: Well, yeah, it sounded more like a like a '90s thriller.
1: I really thought it was a political, like a uh, campaign movie. Well, <laughs> I, it, it's, it's 2023. Every movie's political. But still, no, but I thought the plot was about to, like uh, was him running for office. No,
2: it's Tony Danza. He can do it all. He's the boss. And because he's so strong, that's why he's mucho macho.
1: I didn't watch who's the boss. Is that a plot line?
2: I mean, you know Tony Is- Danza as a person. Isn't he like 5'1"? Tony Danza? Yeah. No, I,
1: I don't know who you're thinking of. Tony Danza's tall. Look it up. Okay. 5'9". Five 5'9", nine. Five nine, yeah. All right, so tall compared, tall compared to you, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like average, I think.
1: You see, you, all I'm saying is you see Tony Danza in an alley. You're like, ah, could have been much worse. I disagree. I think Tony Danza can do it all. What's his What's what's his superhero costume look like?
2: Uh, it's a red costume. The muscles, because he's mucho macho, are blue, so you can like see the blue. What?
1: Uh, um. Wait. Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, like, when he goes to when he goes to flex, the blue comes out, and I'm flexing right now, but you guys can't see it.
0: What do you mean it comes
1: out like of his? Close? Are you saying
0: it's, is it like a Coors can?
1: No, 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 no. No, like, you, you don't think When the attention. biceps
0: are blue, it's macho town.
1: There you go. Oh,
2: that's, a, that's a good slogan. Thank you for your help. That's a really good slogan. I'm going to like Is it the that shirt out.
1: color that changes? Yeah, because... is it like is, a band like lycra thing? You know how... And it just, no, 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 flexes no. And its colors now? No, 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 no. You know how, like, the Hulk turns green when
2: he's angry? Yeah. Same concept. Same concept. When so the, ready guns ready go, the guns yeah, are out.
1: Yeah, the sun's out, gun's out. Just his arms turn blue when he flexes. Yeah, bingo. Ryan, would you watch this movie? I don't know. I'm still not sure if there's a plot. So it, I, I want to see the color-changing action. I, I think I would go knowing it would be a, really a disaster movie.
0: I think you have to see it because at the completest, you've got to see all the MCU movies.
1: <laughs> oh, is this MCU? I to, This sounded DCU to me. Yeah, DCU. I thought it was going to be DCU. But if you were to sell it to MCU... I'm pretty sure Batman's going to have to shut this guy down in, in mucho macho too. So I'm still in. I'll still, I'll buy. I'll, I'll do a matinee.
0: Oh, I like we're, we're bringing in Courtney's uh, Courtney's yes. uh, grading system. That's that's smart. I don't want to see anything that's from the mind of Bradley Kirkston, but I am curious. Uh, so I would say I would pirate it.
1: Oh, okay. okay. That's fair. In a time when it was not okay to be gay. One organization was there, the Youth Men's Christian Association. But when conservative America catches wind, it's up to the machoist group of Halloweeners to defend it. It's going to take more than a village to stop the music. When the Navy gets called in, the people will be forced to go west unless they can go even more macho. Mucho macho in theaters at five o'clock in the morning. Come hang out with all the boys, muchacho. Did you call them the Youth Man's Christian Academy? The Youth Men's Christian Association. Young
2: Man's Christian Association. I don't think so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Youth Man.
2: It's Young Man.
0: Young Men's uh, is Christian it? Association. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. I love how you took the time. You could have just said YMCA, but you took the time... <laughs> to call it out, and you didn't even bother to know what it
1: was. Yes, I was like, what do, are you talking about? It. Even worse. I'm,
0: sorry, I'm a little confused. Is this an actual movie, or is this just a, a hookup joint for gay men? What, yeah, what are we that, talking about?
1: <laughs> you made a fun bad. of mine. Yours makes no sense either. No, so this is, this is the story of uh, how the YMCA became uh, like iconic for the gays. Like It was their safe house, and then conservative America tried to destroy it obviously because they found out and then they the macho men had to they had to save the day probably a fictionalized version of it unless that happened then it's based on real life
0: we know tony danza's in brad's (laughs) movie who's in your movie
1: i didn't think of that at all it's definitely tony danza i think (laughs) i want to make sure i get all the macho guys so i guess thor will be in it danza sly stallone basically it's the expendables cast plus tony danza They'll be the village people.
0: I thought this was going to be uh, sexy a little bit because it's about like it's very about gay men. But you're saying it's it's mostly old straight men.
1: Yeah, it's not. It's not a sexy movie. This is a this is a movie about fighting for freedom and winning. Probably. I mean, go see it. I don't know.
2: What month do you see it being in
1: theaters? I think it's going to be like a the whole year.
2: No, like when is it going to get released? Like what month is it going to get
1: released in? I don't. The next one. I don't know. Whenever we're done filming. You
0: think mucho macho about the YMCA? that doesn't even, like, apparently for copyright reasons couldn't use the actual YMCA. Do you think that is going to be so successful that people for an entire year are going to be flocking to theaters to see it?
1: That's, dude, it's even worse. I I came up with the idea and then realized that YMCA is not the same song as Macho Man, so I had to rewrite it a little bit. Oh, my. I thought they were the same song like, for okay. a
2: while. In, in your defense, In your defense, I think all of uh, their songs kind of sound alike, so I think you're okay.
1: All right. Brad coming to my defense. You don't see that every day.
0: Would you see it, Brad?
1: I would see it because I it's I gonna don't... be excessively violent. I don't know if that's good or bad for you.
2: Yeah, I mean I would see it. I would see it. Uh the last movie I saw in theaters was almost twelve years ago. So I probably right, would have seen it. Yeah, I don't see movies. Is that the name of a movie lot. or
1: is you just telling us the the, the date no. you last watched? Are you
0: trying to say Twelve Years a Slave was the last movie no. you saw? Yeah, did in you just see Twelve
1: years? years that was probably about twelve yeah. years ago. So <laughs> why don't you go to movies? You don't do anything. I don't. Uh, I don't like movie theaters. Um, I, what the, do you mean? I, so Why?
2: Because uh, it's. I'm claustrophobic. I don't like it in there. Um, movie theaters are not cramped. <laughs> famously
0: small, cramped spaces. A giant movie theater.
2: The the last. So <laughs> what I was going to say is, I would watch it on Netflix.
0: Okay. 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 Uh, for me, I would say that I have absolutely zero interest in watching this movie. It sounds terrible. But on principle, I will pay to see any uh, any movie with gay characters. So I will give it uh, matinee. Right. When Max was growing up, the Mucho Macho movie theater was the life and heart of his small town in Osage. But today, it stands abandoned and dilapidated, a symbol of a hollowed-out town he abandons his big city life to restore it to its former glory. Aided by his childhood friends Benny and Zara, they quickly discover a map that is rumored to lead to a long-lost fortune. They embark on a zany quest to take them on a whirlwind tour of the town's most eccentric characters. From the town historian who holds the key to deciphering the map's cryptic clues, to the local artist whose paintings help identify locations on the map, Along the way, they uncover a deep sense of community and rediscover the magic of their town.
2: Oh, yeah, so, so, you put some thought
1: into this one, okay? Oh,
0: <laughs> I should say I, I worked with ChatGPT as my co-writer on this one.
1: Oh, okay. Well, well, <laughs> it shows a little some notes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I- <laughs> less
1: questions more notes you went really 80s i think that was the vibe i got out of this i kind of
0: figured you guys are both going to go sort of action movies so i decided to go the other way
1: you let's you start out very boring you're like it's (laughs) a laminated town it's a movie theater it's like oh boy you really set the bar low at the start of this thing obviously treasure map's exciting but then we start to just treasure map around the town like that's a rough move also I think we could go somewhere a little more exciting with a treasure map.
0: I mean, uh, in the original version, ChatGPT came up with it's just the mayor tells them he's going to turn the theater into a mall. <laughs>
1: That's even more eighties. Yeah, kind of like I kind of like that. What do they have to do? They have to treasure map their way out of it being a mall.
0: I don't remember how that connected. I'm intrigued
1: by that. Tell me. More I think about in that matter. version,
0: it was like they find a treasure map and then. Uh, the mayor comes and shuts it down. <laughs> it's really abrupt. and
1: <laughs> Because like, let's be real. The mayor should do something. I shouldn't turn into a mall. I, this is the 80s, I guess. So maybe, but like it's a run. It's a movie theater that's not getting any play. Like you got to change it into something that's going to bring in money. If you got the treasure map, you still aren't getting people to go to the mucho macho movie theater. Like it doesn't matter how nice you make. I don't think it was like, oh, the seats are falling down. I'm not going to go watch a movie there. It's a dilapidated yeah. town in general.
0: Yeah, it's it's a movie. It's an 80s movie. It doesn't have to make sense. I feel like the casting in this one is really going... Okay, I forgot. To, yeah. to, to raise the bar. It's going to get butts in seats. So Max, the main character. Uh, John Cho.
1: Okay. Oh, Harold.
0: Yeah, Harold. Uh, one of his two friends is going to be uh, Benny, played by Aquafina. Okay,
1: she's okay. she always raises up anything. Yeah, fair yeah. enough.
0: The other friend is Zara, played by Jamila Jamil.
1: Oh, love Jamila. Yeah, she's
2: good.
0: Now the historian will be Helen Mirren, of course. Okay, and uh, the artist <laughs> is Tony Danza.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean that that was clear. This is a Tony Danza podcast.
0: I I had to I had to include that obviously, but the original casting and again I did not I did not cast this ChatGPT this. The original artist was Jeff Goldblum, which I thought was great.
1: Oh, that would have been great.
0: Yeah, we're not really going to bring Tony Danza to this. He should
1: be the historian, though. Tony Danza can be the mayor. Yeah, the bad guy. I like that. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm trying to think if there's questions we can do to like juice up this movie cuz it sounds horrible. It doesn't sound great. How long is it? Is it short? It sounded long. It was a very long description.
0: Oh, I have very strong opinions about the length of movies these days. I okay. I would never if I was ever producing any movie, I don't care what it is. 90 minutes tops. And this one, honestly, this one 84, 84 minutes. Okay. okay.
1: I think with that in mind, I would if I was hammered and like kind of just scrolling through Hulu, maybe I, I I might give it like a thirty minutes. Probably yeah. turn it off right about when we meet the historian.
2: Yeah, I I think for me I would watch it on TV, but only if it was on Freeform. <laughs> so I think that's my answer. Yeah, Freeform. You're normally- flipping
0: through channels. You're like, oh, this might be. Oh, it's not NBC though. It's not, yeah. it's not a Freeform movie. I'm not. I'm not going to watch it.
1: Yeah, normally I'd fight you on the Freeform call out here, but yeah, this is this was made for Freeform.
0: Well, Ryan, why don't you tell us what we can expect next week? When when we cover the previous episode at season 10 episode 19 some assembly required
1: uh niles and Frazier get marty a fuddy-duddy old person scooter Ooh. okay that sounds like something they would do to make marty seem way older than he actually is so yeah let's do it yeah and obviously they can't assemble it so he's stuck with the cane the rest of the way but yeah. i mean that goes without saying i think this is one of your better guesses buddy
0: because we know the scooter doesn't persist what what's the zany problem that makes the scooter go away
1: they try to build it
0: yeah they never actually built it it's <laughs> just, just, just a pile on the floor for the rest of the series
1: yeah exactly best case the scrambled egg scene it just falls apart
0: oh that's actually that could be fun i i, I would i would love to see him just driving uh through the coffee shop and it falls apart
1: you know what and that's what re-aggravates his hip that's why he's still needs daff perfect
0: um, it all adds I, don't know up. Why, I
1: don't know why they wouldn't address it ever again but
0: we will be here to find out if that's what happens next week thanks to kevin mcleod for our theme music thank you for listening everyone just don't don't engage with us on the lines reverse PsychPod, if you want to reverse psychpod at gmail.com uh go away for myself for ryan for brad so long y'all
1: and if you want to go see a boring movie about a movie theater it'll be out soon
0: Uh now we're going to do uh something else. Sorry, I I should have I should have written something to uh Intra- like this. you thought
1: about this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so- it's gonna take a minute. <laughs> you know what you can do? You can just run this back like you did the uh the Macchiato men. Oh, t- just yeah, I just, just I replay that me. clip.
0: The fuck?
2: What was that? That was not me. It was not me. That was not me that
1: time.
2: 100% you. It really was not.
0: I don't know. I don't know what it was, but it scared the shit out of me.